Hey, welcome to Three Ply Court. I'm Danny. I'm Jenny. And thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, we're going to be going on our third chapter in the book of James. This is our third episode of the series. Mm-hmm. And um, before we go any further to explain anything, we're going to go ahead and just lead in prayer. All right. Uh, bow your head and close your eyes where you're at. God, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity that we have to study your word. Whether it's um, in quarantine or in large groups, God, I pray that we're able to be touched by your word and we're able to internalize whatever message you have for us and apply it to our daily life and our daily mind. God, I pray that you speak to us through this um, book, through this chapter, and that all in all we're able to stay focused and really learn from this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so what we're going to do... Um, what we're studying with actually is we're going with the New King James Version Study Bible, mm-hmm. um, as well as our Compact Bible Commentary, and the authors are Earl Radmacher, Ron Allen, and H. Wayne House. At least that's the Compact um, Bible Commentary that I'm using, um, as well as you know our own personal notebooks um, and things like that. Uh, what we're going to go ahead and do is we're going to go ahead and give you guys an overview of chapter one and two, and then just mm-hmm. go ahead and just jump right into chapter three. Yeah. Uh, so for chapter one, the overview for that was the characteristics um, followers of Christ should have to be true Christians. Um, the overview for chapter two is don't show favoritism and faith without works is dead. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and read... Um, James chapter 3. Yeah, so if you guys have your Bibles, oh, I'm sorry, if you don't already have your Bibles and your notebooks, go ahead and take it out so you can join us in our study. All right, I'm going to read verse 1 of chapter 3. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. So my um, understanding of it is uh, teachers receive a stricter judgment than others. It is our responsibility as leaders to teach the word correctly. Mm-hmm. With leadership comes responsibility. Yeah. Um, for This is verse 2. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bring... I'm sorry, able also to brittle the whole body. Um, so uh, what my like summary or uh, understanding of chapter or verse two is we all stumble and we make mistakes. But if you don't stumble on the word, you are mature. That's the um, the word that the commentary def- um, defines it um, defines. What was it? Uh, perfect as um, with maturity comes the ability to control yourselves, your actions and primarily your tongue. Mm-hmm. I'm reading it again mm-hmm. so I can get a better understanding so since we're using study bibles um it kind of gives like an explanation of what the verse is saying so my study bible is explaining verse two saying the most difficult thing for a teacher to control is the tongue the body carries a dual meaning here it refers to the physical body and the role the tongue plays in it but it also refers to the body of believers in the assembly and the influence that teachers have in it Mm -hmm. well that's that's tough okay um i'm gonna read verses three to five Mm mm-hmm Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are tuned. I'm sorry, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a force a little fire kindles. 
Um, so I have James uses the imagery of horses and boats to show that small things control large objects. Um, thus, mm-hmm. our tongue controls how we are, act, and move. Wow. Which is something crazy. You don't really ever realize that it's what you speak, you end up doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, how much, like, what you say, how great the influence that whatever your words carry on, like, people mm-hmm. around you. Yeah. Especially as a teacher, like, whatever advice you give someone, like, if that's wrong advice, at the end of it all, like, their actions are mm-hmm. on you. And what's crazy, though, is that I feel like everyone has, like, a one teacher that they will always remember. Mm-hmm. And why? It's because that, that teacher, with their words and their actions, you know, have impacted you so much. Yeah. Like, we all have that one teacher. Yeah. Okay, verse 5 and 6. I'm going to read 5 again. Mm-hmm. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. Yikes. That's crazy. So my understanding was James uses the imagery of a forest being set on fire by a small fire uh, and compares it to what your tongue does and its effects. When I, when I read that verse, I thought of Australia mm-hmm. and like that, like, fire we can have a bonfire you know in our backyard or something but in australia it was it went on forever you know Mm -hmm. and it could possibly still be going on i'm not 100 percent like i I think it was like yeah i think it's all out um but it's like crazy how how much uh chaos uh came with that that fire Mm -hmm. and it's like what you had said you never really truly understand the effects that that when you speak what it affects that person you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like being called useless or dumb or or any like negative connotation or any negative word that has a negative connotation like and it's thrown onto you after you hear it so many times you tend to believe it you know what i mean and it's why because the power of the tongue well it's crazy it talks about your your tongue defiles the whole body as in the tongue defiles the body it's attached to so whatever you speak if it's not like, good things, you're defiling your own body. Yeah. Which you never really think of, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, I'm going to read 7 through 8. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Whoa. So what I got was we have tamed everything on this earth but our tongues. Mm. Well, it's crazy that to me it's crazy like we all have dogs we all have like you know or if you don't you have a pet or if not you all know like you all have seen on tv or anything like that someone who does or may know someone who has that um but it's crazy that we can tame a different species you know what i mean we can tame it we can pet it we can do all of that with it but to our own selves we can't even control what we say yeah you know what i mean that's crazy. I like the way he he, he speaks, though. Mm-hmm. It's, like, very poetic. Um, okay, verses 9 through 10. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the sim- similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. The Yikes. same mouth with praise, or the same mouth we praise God with is the same mouth we'd use to curse or wish ill on others. 
and we shouldn't do that. Every time when I read that verse, I automatically thought, which I think so far in this entire chapter, that's probably my favorite mm-hmm. um, because it's so in your face. You know what I mean? But like when I when I read those two verses, I automatically thought of the saying, "Do you kiss your mother with that mouth?" I literally thought of that. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's just like, it's like if you won't even like. I don't even know how to, like, say it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like what I want to say. But it's, like, uh, I can't even say it. Cause <laughs> it's just, like, it's so hard for me to say it, but I, like, I, I can feel it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. That's... But go ahead and go to, with 11 and 12. Okay. Um, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Here James uses the image, uh, the images of a spring and a fig tree to get his point across. We should not and cannot curse and bless at the same time. We cannot be lukewarm. We are in this world, but not of it. Mm-hmm. And I, with, when I say we are in this world, but not of it, I kind of just say that as like a little side note. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I feel like it, it goes so much with it, um, with the whole uh, not to curse and bless at the same time you can't do that you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and i feel like that just plays a huge part in being that uh, the fact that we are of in this world but we are not of it yeah um verse 13 mm-hmm. who is wise and understanding among you let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom uh, just as faith shows by works wisdom is shown by good conduct mm. Um, and then it was cool because uh, I was think it was the the commentary Bible um, that meekness of wisdom actually means submiss- a submission yeah. of wisdom. And you need to be open and willing to receive wisdom to submit to it. That's crazy to think like submitting to something. I think it's like you allow that thing to lead you mm-hmm. in a way that like is beyond like you're letting go of your control and allowing whatever you're submitting to to control like your movement. Mm-hmm. And to think that, like, you need to surrender your control to wisdom is, like, that's crazy because I tend to act off my emotion and, mm-hmm. like, I just kind of go off, like, whatever I'm feeling. Like, if I'm mad, I'm mad. If I'm happy, I'm happy, whatever. Mm-hmm. But to submit to wisdom would be, like, kind of going against everything that I am mm-hmm. <laughs> to, like, sit there and really consider what is the wisest thing to do in this situation. Mm-hmm. And that's what... And I think it's so important to also understand that this whole chapter is about teachers. So not only is it about ourselves and we can, you know, pick it apart and and apply these verses to our own lives, but to teachers as well. Like, we always say this, like, teaching is not an easy job. If you're a normal, you know, like, um, middle school teacher, high school teachers, like... Kids sometimes suck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they try you. They try your patience. They, like, you get angry, but to allow that to come and define who you are mm-hmm. is not right. Because, again, we're human. You know, our emotions, our flesh get the better of us sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that is not who we are. But to have wisdom, to know, like how you said, to submit to wisdom, to lo- to allow wisdom to, to lead, mm-hmm. even in those frustrating times, is probably yeah. the hardest thing that you could do. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read verses 14 through 16. Mm -hmm. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Yeah, that's it. 
Okay, so I have envy and selfishness contrast with good conduct and meekness. Anything opposite of anything good is from the enemy and not of God. And it's also teaching with the basis of earthly wisdom Mm -hmm. will cause confusion and evil things. That's crazy because it's like, I think a lot of people think that wisdom is just like, it's just wisdom. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no difference in wisdom. There's no Mm -hmm. this or that. But there's true wisdom. And it's like, we need to decide who we allow to lead in our lives um, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, we look at someone, we're like, oh, you know, they sound wise. Like, everything they say sounds like they know what they're talking mm-hmm. about, so I'm going to let them lead me. When in reality, wisdom is not just, like, brains, you know? And you need to, like, hold the advice a person gives to you up against the word. Oh, that's my heater. Sorry. And you need to hold it up against the word to see if this wisdom that they so-called have... Um, is heavenly wisdom because that's the only wisdom we really need to be following. Mm-hmm. And what is crazy though is the teaching with the basis of earthly wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like understanding that this world has its own rules. Yeah. This world has its own mind, I guess you can say. You know, the things that are right are wrong and the things that are wrong are right. Yeah. And, th- and people are now trying to be taught the wrong things and saying that, oh no, that's actually what we need to be doing. Yeah. Um, and that's wi- that's earthly wisdom. Yeah. And that and right there it says you know it equals confusion and evil things. Like the mm-hmm. Bible tells you straight out exactly what it is. Yeah. But understanding that true wisdom is knowing that even though what's going on in this world is not what God wants. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, verse seventeen through eighteen. This is a pretty short book, so these are the last two verses. Mm-hmm. Um, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. That's pretty. Yeah. So envy, self-seeking, all equal confusion and evil. Those are not of God. Mm-hmm. The wisdom of God and the wisdom of above is pure peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without favoritism and hypocrisy. To plant the seed of peace, you need to have it and show it. Yeah. And teachers who teach with wisdom from above produces virtues that fulfill the royal law and create unity. Mm. Which is crazy because it's like if you teach with wisdom, like the fruits that you sow mm-hmm. will come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I really like that. I think that was, like, a really cool and very pretty way, you know, of ending, of ending yeah, chapter really three. Yeah, I like the way he, he speaks. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. He reminds me of Paul I was in a way, you know, because of just the imagery that he uses. Um, it's, it's so, like, vivid. You can see it. I think it's in Colossians when it's talking, when um, Paul was talking about being sown in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here James is talking about... Um, to be sown in peace by those who make peace. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are two different types of stuff. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. I still like the way he, he speaks. Yeah. So basically, like, the overview of chapter three and the whole summary is that the need for wise teachers and controlling your tongue and have wisdom from above and yeah. knowing the difference between wisdom from above and earthly wisdom. Yeah, and I want to... So the word teachers, like, we're not just talking about those who teach Sunday school or those who teach Mm -hmm. middle school, high school, college, whatever. 
at some point, everybody in their life becomes a teacher, mm-hmm. whether it's to like a, a younger sibling. Leader. Yeah, like it mm-hmm. could be to a younger sibling, to to a friend, to maybe one day your own child. Like, at any point, we need to be able to internalize these things mm-hmm. because they're going to be needed in our life at some point. Because at mm-hmm. some point, someone's going to learn something from you. Yeah, and it's also, un- like... I think it's so important to understand that you cannot have wisdom if you do not do your research. If you do not, what's the word? Like, wisdom isn't just going to come randomly. You know, you're not going to wake up, oh, I'm so wise. Like, no, it comes with experience. It comes with learning. You can't be a teacher without learning. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's so important to understand that to have the wisdom from God, to have the wisdom from above means to actually sit down and study the word and to sit down and know who God is and have a relationship with him. Because if you don't, everything that you're going to say is going to show your immaturity. Oh, your spiritual immaturity. Yeah, your spiritual immaturity. And understand that you're going to have earthly wisdom, like Jenny said. Um, It's so... Oh, God. Sorry. Like, ultimately, earthly wisdom really leads to nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Because... we all we're not gonna be here for so long you know what i mean like just like it's to me that's crazy but like we need to understand that to get the wisdom that god wants to give us Mm -hmm. we need to know who god is and we need to know what his word says so that we can teach correctly because with if we do not teach correctly we are going to cause confusion and we're going to lead people down a path that they should not have been led yeah. down in the first place. And honestly, every Christian is called to be a teacher in the in a sense. Like mm-hmm. we need to show and teach others what Christianity is all about and what we're supposed mm-hmm. to represent. And if you misrepresent Christianity, you're gonna have a lot of people walking around here thinking Christianity is one thing mm-hmm. when in reality that's not what God called us to be examples of. And at the end of the day, like exactly what verse one says in chapter three, Mm -hmm. leaders and teachers are going to be judged stricter than normal. Mm -hmm. And we need to understand that and take it seriously. And when it says being judged, it's not talking about by people. It's talking about on judgment day by God standing in front of God. It's going to be this was your responsibility. Mm -hmm. This is what you did. What did you do with it? And those who are who have someone that they think is an amazing teacher, an amazing, um, amazing leader or whatever, you need to know who they are. You can't just take their word for it. Like if they, like, I can't say one thing and my actions say another. We need to know who it is that we're allowing to lead us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so, so important because it's important to know that the person you're following is who they truly say they are. Yeah. Um, and are teaching exactly what they need to be teaching. Yeah. Um, but also, like, you, you won't know someone's teaching you falsely of the Bible if you don't know the Bible yourself. So Yes, absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to um, close off with a prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for everything that you've done for us. We thank you so much for allowing us to be safe and together. We thank you so much for allowing us to be able to read your word and, and complete chapter 3 of James, O oh Lord. We ask that we are able to um, to be able to discern from wisdom of above and earthly wisdom. We ask that we are able to reach the wisdom of above, Lord. And we ask that in anything and everything, Lord, 
that we're able to control our tongues, oh Heavenly Father, and we're, we're able to um, to have a spiritual maturity in everything that we need, Lord, to be able to get another uh, a closer relationship with you, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. So, the, so far, the book of James has been pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, so, next week, join us for chapter four. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye.